0: Hey all you cool cats and kittens, I'm your host Edwina Robertson and welcome to Damsel in Success. You're going to get a lot out of today. It's going to be a very quick snippety snip short solo episode, very short, however I'm going to just share with you today some really practical and super easy to implement tools and tricks to actually have a better life. And things that aren't gonna cost you any money, take up any time, and the results you get out of this, it's gonna be worth your while to listen in. So stick with me. Now, a bit of a backstory. Last year, 2022, was the worst year of my life, without a doubt. I had a lot of very sad and difficult things happen, uh, a lot of loss. A lot of suffering, uh, a lot of trauma. And I got to the start of 2023 and I was like, some things have got to change. But I think when it comes to wanting to change our lives and actually make some progress and have some positivity and some good things in our lives, I really do feel we have to start the grassroots. These three things I'm going to share with you today, they are the baseline of the baseline. You can't get any more practical or grassroots level than this. I guarantee though, if you implement them into your life, even one every week for the next three weeks, there's only three things, you're going to notice a difference. So Let's first start with content and intentionally consuming content. Now, what I mean by that is, what are you watching? What are you reading? What are you viewing? What is going into that brain of yours? What is being taken in on a day-to-day basis? Now, some of these things you may not think are big things, but when you eliminate them from your life, you will notice a difference. So for me, these are the things I cut out of my life and have not wanted and have not desired, had any urge to go back to. And they kind of irk me a little bit when I do see them. So the first things are media and particularly things like the news. Oh my goodness, the negativity in the news, particularly post-COVID, i realised watching the news in COVID, I don't don't feel like I'm an anxious person, but I was low-level anxious all the time. All the time I had some kind of anxiety. And that is because I was consuming news and mainstream news which ultimately what they want to do is create fear in you. So I've already got enough shit going on in my life. I've got businesses, I'm dating, I'm, you know, I've got all this other stuff. And I was then adding on top of that, this consumption of this fear mongering content, which was coming from mainstream media and the news. So I've eliminated all news from my life. I don't watch TV anymore, uh, especially free to air. I don't read the paper. I don't look at any news online. And if I see it, I try and get it blocked. America could be getting bombed right now. And I would have no idea unless someone told me. And it's a pretty liberating feeling to not have that weight on you, particularly when half the things you cannot control anyway. So, with intentional content consumption, I also unfollowed a whole bunch of people on social media. Not that any of these people have done any wrong by me you know, or even bad people. But I really started to take note of what I was listening to and what I was ultimately consuming. Even, you know, friends posting about their kids all the time and how hard their life was. Or, you know, I really tried to look at content and then reflect to how I felt when I consumed that content. And as I said, some of these people have done nothing wrong by me. And I still respect them as people. If I saw them in the street, I'd still say hello. I would call them acquaintances or distant friends, but I don't need to see their stuff because it's not helping me grow in my life. Something else, if you don't feel comfortable in going and unfollowing a whole bunch of people and people you know, such as colleagues, friends, family members, that's a a prime one, you can just silence their posts and stories on social media so you don't see it. You can do that and that is totally okay if you don't want to burn any bridges if you don't want to offend people that's fine you silence the content you do not want to see some people were just posting far too much every day and I was like I'm sick of seeing your face on my screen and that's okay but I have control over what I consume and by changing what I consume and having control over that holy smokes I have very little worries now I have very little fears I am far more positive and happy and I tend to find I can really focus on the things that actually matter for me and in my life. That would be my first big tip is intentionally consuming content that is only beneficial for you and doesn't give you all those icky, yucky and kind of feelings of lack. Number two practical tip for a better life is sleep. I have admitted this before. I'll admit it again. I am the worst human on the world without sleep. If I haven't had seven to eight hours sleep a night, I could, I could probably survive off like five hours for a couple of nights and that's it. And then I, I turn to terror. I am your worst enemy if I haven't had sleep. I can't function. I talk like I've had a stroke. I make poor decisions. I'm emotional. I overeat There's a whole bunch of things that happen when I haven't had adequate sleep for my needs. It's not just also about getting seven to eight hours sleep per night. And as a matter of fact, it's a bit of a fallacy when people say you need eight hours. Your sleep cycles work on 90 minutes. So optimally for most people, seven and a half hours is the amount of time you need. It could even be six hours, could even be four and a half, but that's how our sleep cycles work every 90 minutes. So I try for seven and a half hours every night if I can. Some of the big things into getting optimal sleep and to actually having a quality sleep in those seven and a half hours actually starts in the morning. I have a rule and this all comes down to blue light, which I'm sure you've heard of, but there's actually some really good scientific evidence behind how blue light suppresses our melatonin, which is the hormone that our body releases to make us feel drowsy, how it affects our circadian rhythm. So pre-technology, pre-screens, pre-artificial light, we used to rise with the sun and go to bed with the sunset. That's how our body worked. There are some tools and tricks you can implement tomorrow that isn't going to cost you a thing to help you get a better night's sleep. That quality over quantity is by far the biggest thing here. So starting, as I mentioned, starting off in the morning, I do not look at my phone for the first hour. It's already turned off. I don't have it near my bed. I have it in another room. The phone is off, so I have no Wi-Fi, no Bluetooth, no EMFs—I think they call it. The phone is out of the room, so phone's off. And I try a little bit hard in winter, but I try and get the first light into my eyes—natural light. So I usually I'll go for a walk in the morning and I'll take in that sunlight. And that helps, firstly, in the morning with my circadian rhythm. Another really great reason I love not looking at my phone first thing in the morning is because that's when our brain's more malleable, which means our brain's really pliable for information. So if you wake up, go straight to your phone, look at social media, and the first thing you see is someone commenting negatively on a post, that's the first thing you're going to see for the day, and it's going to set your day up to be terrible. I guarantee it. I stupidly broke my own rule a couple of months ago. And for some reason or other, I did get on my phone first thing in the morning and that just happened. That exact situation happened to me. Someone had written something really negative on a post I'd put up. And honestly, it put me in the foulest mood. It took down the level of positivity and energy I had for the rest of the day because that was the first thing my brain took in. So being intentional about when you use your phone in the morning, not only for blue light, but just to take in positivity is really helpful to setting yourself up for a great day. Therefore, no phone in the first hour when you wake up and no phone in the last hour. And you may have heard this before. Blue light comes from all our screens, artificial light, any kinds of technology. So I have gone and actually, and look, this does cost you something, but it, for me, it's really worked wonders. I have gone and invested in globes that have no blue light. So they have a warm or a red tendency and a color. As soon as the sun goes down, and what would typically in the, back before we had artificial light, the sun would be down would be around the fire. I turn the lights on, I have no down lights on, and that helps me sleep better at night. Also having no phone the hour before I go to sleep. Blue light suppresses melatonin. So instead of getting drowsy in the last hour before you need to go to bed, it actually basically keeps you awake and Blue light can be great during the day as it stimulates the part of our brain that keeps us alert, but that's not what you want when you're going to go to sleep. It's funny, I, now that I don't have my phone beside my bed either, I've noticed if you know I've been out late or I've passed out and my phone has been by my bed, even if it's been on do not disturb, not totally off, but it's been by my bed on do not disturb, I notice how that affects the quality of my sleep. So there's some really good practical tips and look, it might take a little bit of new habits to form by not being on your phone to, you know, trying to avoid blue light first thing in the morning, last thing at night. But I guarantee the quality of your sleep by doing so is going to improve tenfold. And when you're getting really quality sleep, which also affects our weight, which affects our productivity, affects our mental health, you are going to notice a real benefit in your life and life's going to be a little bit more enjoyable. If you're anything like me, you might be in an age in your life where you're struggling to lose weight or at least keep it off. I had been going to the gym six days a week. I went on a calorie deficit diet and even after six weeks of doing all I thought I needed to shift some weight, I discovered I had in fact put weight on. It was then through my frustrations, I was recommended to go and have a consult with naturopath Carolyn Allen from The Balanced Naturopath. After the initial consult and doing some bloods, she put me on a program that was specific to my nutritional needs. So for the last month, I've been eating nothing but whole foods, including proteins, vegetables, and fruits, and I have lost an astounding eight kilos, that's in a month, and nine centimeters off my waist alone. Aside from the uncomplicated weight loss, I also feel amazingly healthy at the moment. I know for most people I'm surrounded by, they've all caught some kind of flu or allergy and I haven't even had a tingle of a sniffle which is very rare for me particularly at this time of year. One of the things I truly love about Carolyn's recommendations as a naturopath though is she doesn't load you up with a ton of tonics and herbs like many others. She gives you only the necessary supplements to support your body and hormone health. I can honestly say I've never lost weight intentionally so effortlessly before as I have working with Carolyn, and I feel amazing. You can head to the link in the show notes or on the website to book a free 15 minute discovery call with Carolyn to see if she is suitable for your needs. The third and very important practical tip, as told by Edwina Robertson today, is gratitude. I'm sure we've all heard and understand what gratitude is. I want to give you a little bit of a story, though. Last year, when my world was falling apart, I'd been through a breakup, I got really sick, and then I got sued, and then my grandma's died on the same day. I remember thinking, particularly after the breakup and getting sick, I remember thinking, oh, why, why me? Come on, universe, something good's got to happen to me. And I was in this really negative state. Now, negativity breeds negativity, positivity breeds positivity. And that was the key factor for actually turning my life around. And 2023 has been an amazing year for me. But it can be as little as just being grateful for getting a great car park. Now, if you've ever been in the car with me, you'll realize I nail the queen car parks every single time. And this is why. Every time I get a good car park, I say, thank you, universe, or whoever you, what a higher state you want to believe in, whether it's God or spirit or whoever you believe in, I say, thank you, universe, for this car park. Just a little thank you, universe, for this car park. I guarantee every single time I go to park, people are waiting for parks, I will nail the guest car park every single time. And even things like I went to an appointment last week and I was running late and I was really stressed out. And I got a phone call from the surgery saying, oh, sorry, the doctor's running half an hour late. Thank you, universe. Thanks for taking that stress away from me. The littlest things to be grateful for will ultimately change your life and how you see your life. Absolutely. Just small things. They don't have to be big things. They can be small things. Another instance, I had some work booked in, someone cancelled, And I needed to try and fill that spot to make that money out. And I hadn't actually got around to doing it. And then someone just contacted me out of the blue. Thank you, universe. Thank you for filling that spot and giving me that extra income. These little things matter because when you're grateful, you are going to attract more of those things you're grateful for in. As I said before, if you're negative and it's a bit of a woe is me, I'm the victim. That's the kind of energy you're attracting in. Gratitude breeds gratitude, positivity breeds positivity. By simply doing these small little practical things every day, life's really great for me. I also don't need to take in the things that don't fill my cup. I don't need to see the things that don't make me feel fantastic every day. So the choice is yours. They're all cost-free unless you wanted to invest in some blue light free bulbs for your lamps or your downlights but everything is cost-free. And I guarantee if you do these few things in your life, your life will improve tenfold. Let me know how you go. Drop me a message in the DMs, contact me on social media, or even contact me through the website. Thanks so much for being here. I hope you've got something out of this episode today and I look forward to seeing you next week. If you're anything like me, you know your life improves by the quality of the content that you consume. For example, reading. However, if you're also anything like me and you're extremely time poor, I have the tool for you to learn the knowledge and insights to improve your life radically in just 15 minutes a day. Blinkist is a fantastic app that summarizes some of the best nonfiction books in the world, all in less than the time it may take some of us to have a shower. Just like a podcast, you can learn on your commute, walking or even doing the housework. With access to over 6,500 nonfiction books that cover topics like self-development, money, science and relationships, there's sure to be a topic that interests you. Get more knowledge in less time. Sign up to the app today by heading to the link in the show notes or head over to the Damsel in Success website for all the full information there.